Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce. And Joyce, we're, we're getting our drama on today. It's the drama Emmys categories. When are we not dramatic, though? Never. Never not dramatic. But now it's like dramatic about drama. That's like a TNT logo or slogan. We are we, dramatic we drama. about drama. Yeah, we, we know, know drama. drama, but now it's we are dramatic about drama. Now that it's part of Warner Brothers Discovery, I guess. Mm-hmm. Joyce, what a, what a category. These are all our favorite shows, maybe. At least one of them, Succession. Maybe. <laughs> Succession is our favorite show. And then there's a lot of other shows that are it's good. <laughs> so just Succession's going to win, right? Yeah. Well, I have it winning, certainly. <laughs> uh, we haven't talked about this category in a long time. We did talk about the, the Succession... Uh, Soundtrack last week, one for the, that was one for us. You know how George Clooney used to do one for, one for me and one for them? That was one for us. That was for us, yeah. That was for For us. Yeah, no one else cared. (laughs) Nobody else cared. Not even with the Doctor Strange review in the the end. Uh, But no, Succession remains uh, in first for me. Obviously, it's going to get nominated. I saw Jesse Armstrong was around this weekend talking about how they're already uh, going through on season four. I know we're talking about season three, which is wonderful. Uh, But I'm really already psyched for season four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said like they're almost done writing it. So excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Succession and Squid Game are and Ozark are the top three. Remember when I didn't have Ozark in? <laughs> yeah, for what like ten seconds until yes. I slapped some sense. Kind of be a, con- a contrarian. <laughs> not, not literally slap you <laughs> when you take contrarianism too far. But those are the top three on our odds. Seemingly the top three, I think, as well. I have all three getting in. Oh, you do. So you're you're not vacillating on Ozark anymore. No, I'm I'm I'm, it, I'm all in on Ozark. What a show! Yeah, it it uh concluded its run. Its final seven episodes were released April 29th. Yes. Um, I think it was uh, you know, it was it was not divisive like a Killing Eve finale. Let's no, say. It, no, it wasn't it was divisive. Fun. But as someone who's not like the biggest. I'm not like in the Ozark Reddits, let's say, Joyce. Not, right, not, yes, yes. Not following Neither the fandom. It just seemed a little muted, I thought, but I think people liked it. Yeah, I think generally it was like, yeah, that made sense. Like, yeah, I know yeah. what happened. Um, right. And like, I read about it. And I was like, because I saw some reactions like the day of. So I was like, I'll just like read a recap and see what happens. I'm like, that makes sense for the show. Yeah. Like, the ending. And, but I can understand why some fans might not like it. Um, and you know, just, just another showcase for Julia Garner. Um, I feel like this season overall, cause like it's first seven episodes were released in January. Also a, a, a kind of surprise. Cause when they announced that they were going to split the last season, like two years ago that we assumed they will do it over two Emmy cycles, like better call Saul is doing, but they're just throwing them all in one here. Um, yeah, so uh, Julie Garner has a lot of options for tapes if tapes matter, <laughs> so she might win her third. But I feel like the the reception to season three of Ozark was higher or, or, or better than season four overall. I think that's right, but I still think it's getting in. No oh yeah, yes, yes, it's getting nominated. Uh, no, next up in our odds would be Better Call Saul. I have that mm-hmm. in. Sure. Yes. Um, you know, I just wanted to win anything. It doesn't need to be drama series, just like sound mixing. <laughs> it might, maybe. It hasn't won anything yet. <laughs> and then uh, Yellowstone, these are the top five in our odds. Similarly, the top five in my picks. I also have Yellowstone. I, I have Yellowstone too. 
And then the next up would be yellow jackets, another yellow, which I actually knocked out, Joyce, in my opinion. I do not have yellow jackets. I, I chose between the yellows and I, I chose Yellowstone. I, I, I chose uh, Severance or Stranger Things, I'm sorry, for my uh, my yellow instead of yellow, yellow jackets, because the next two are Severance and Euphoria, both of which I have in. And then I have Stranger Things in instead of yellow jackets. Uh, my last three are Severance, Stranger Things, and Bridgerton. So I have four Netflix shows. Wow. <laughs> I know. Uh, that's, that's like, yeah. I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I just needed another show. <laughs> so this is where you get like, this is why drama is uh, a lot of fun, I would say. Uh, because there are, let's say, five five shows, like we mentioned there, that are seemingly locks, right? I feel like if Succession, Squid Game, Ozark, Better Call Saul, and Yellowstone, one of those does not get in, it would be a tremendous surprise. Well, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say Yellowstone is a lock, but it looks good after I, the SAG nomination. Yeah, I think that's in. I don't know. I would be very surprised if it didn't get in, personally. But after that, we have three more slots in our, our picks here, and I can make a case for a number of shows. So Euphoria, I love. The second season is its best. It was much better. I thought a, a level up from the first. Uh, I think HBO is really pushing it because I think they could they could get in here. Uh, and why not? I'm a big fan. Severance, we've talked about on the show. Uh, great show. Great twist ending. People really responded to it. Of all the Apple shows that have come out this cycle that are a drama, I think it's like the one that really popped of like Pachinko. Yeah, it, and it like suck all the air out of Pachinko's balloon. It did. Like I actually, I think Pachinko's the better show, but it like Pachinko after like the first week <laughs> when it was released, it was like, like total lack of buzz and it just ended last week, right? Mm-hmm. Or and the, coming back for season two, um, great show. But the thing I've noticed with Severance too is that because there was so much enthusiasm around the finale, which aired, I think maybe like three or four weeks ago at this point, people are still catching up with, people are still catching up with it. Well, yeah, we talked about this last time. Like I think um, severance aired at the right time because we have a glut of premieres now. Um, We're now in May, but like in late April and May, there's a bunch of premieres. So that might make it hard for people to start watching or to catch up. But like something like Severance, it aired from February to April. So you already have people who watched it while it aired. And then like the people who didn't watch it, they could just hear word of mouth from like their friends be like, oh my God, I love the show, like watch it. So they might prioritize that over a new show that's debuting right now. Right. And I, I, get, I think that's happening like anecdotally in my real life. I have people who have been like, oh, we just finished Severance. It's really great. So I think I still don't know anyone else who's watched it. So I know multiple people <laughs> like a regular person. Literally met somebody this weekend who was like, oh, we just finished Severance. It was really cool. I was like, look at that. Great. Uh, and then I have Stranger Things just holding strong there. Uh, it premieres in a couple of weeks. They're doing like a, a red carpet premiere, I think, later this week. So maybe they'll send out screeners. I, I have not received Netflix screeners yet for Stranger Things. Uh, I talked to somebody who had seen the first couple of episodes. And I'm not speaking out of turn here because they just said it was good. Uh, that's all I heard. Wow, like, hey, it's Stranger Things, it's good. Which, no kidding. Uh, I'm a fan of the show, so <laughs> so we'll see if they send them out and build up the buzz. So, so that means you're not gonna predict it. No, I have it in. <laughs> you weren't gonna predict Ozark, so <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, but I can make a case. You have Bridgerton in. Uh, make your case for Bridgerton, Joyce. One of the most popular shows ever on Netflix. Um, well, you know, there's an eighth spot. Yes. So I needed a show. It was nominated last year. Yeah. Um, and it has high, like one of the shows with like the highest visibility because it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like we know it's being watched and it's an unlimited ballot. So if they're struggling to fill out their ballot, it, it's not like they have, you know, they need to name it, but I feel like people feel pressured when it's unlimited to name as many as possible. So they might just put it in there because they watched it and they enjoyed it. And I will say so this. Like Elizabeth Moss said, Bridgerton is her guilty pleasure. I think that's fair. I could also think that this is what I was thinking about season two is that's a show that I feel like people were probably like ready to be like, oh, it's not any good anymore. Right. Or like the. Because the, the, Reggae John Page is not back. Right. 
he's not back. And like, it had so much build up buzz and people really, really love the first season. And then the second season is going to be a disappointment, but I didn't get that sense at all. Uh, yeah. I felt like people were like, yeah, it was good. So I, I definitely think it could get in. There's no, it's just a stronger field. I feel like this time around. Yeah. Well, it's just like, what's going to fill up. I think you, you can say, I think everyone probably has the same top six or seven. So let's say you have the same top six. So it's like, what are you going to put in the last two? I think a lot of people have stranger things. Um, and then, you know, like last year's late, this was last year. And like most of these are not back the crown, right? The boys. Yes. Bridgerton's coming back or is eligible. The handmaid's tale mm-hmm. Lovecraft country, Mm-mm. the Mandalorian. Yeah. Pose. No. And this is us eligible for its final season. So, so- is it going to come back one I, final time? I kind of think maybe if I was going to switch one of these out, actually, I would put this is us in. I think if, if Stranger Things or if I die on the hill of euphoria and just die and then just like move it on, uh, I would put this is us in. I feel like the enthusiasm for the final season has been pretty high and it's a former, obviously, fave here. And why not? So I think I can get in. Yeah, I because it fell out two years ago when the field was stronger and it made it in back uh, last year when it was weaker and now the field is stronger again. Correct. But I still so, think that for the final season, there might be a little bit of a halo of like, we really do love this show. Yeah. And it's a good final season. So it's, it's I think, um, you know, if it was on Netflix, I would feel better about it, but you know, again, I don't know if Netflix can get four spots. <laughs> The other thing is it would be the only broadcast show in here, right? Unless you want to call like. Yeah, it's only a broadcast show. So I think that matters, maybe. I don't know. Mm, I mean, they've had years without broadcast shows. (laughs) I guess. Uh, Next. So those are like the main ones. The next ones. uh, I mean, looking at the list here, uh, Killing Eve. Not going to put that one in choice. Not sure the final season uh, made the cut. Well, you know, season three made the cut. and that was better well received than season four. So I, I guess that had that going for it. It, it kind of feels like they're a little behind in catching up to it. Right. Um, but I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't have it in. So it's so one of the shows that just ended. Actually, we're recording this on Monday uh, and it's last night, Joyce, my beloved winning time in here. So you, but you're not predicting it. I'm not predicting it, but I really, really want to. I, I I quite enjoyed the season. I thought it was so well done. And I just like really enjoyed the last two episodes and the finale. I thought really stuck the landing. So I thought the finale was good. Um, and and yeah, I really like the back half of the season when the basketball actually started. <laughs> so I'll say this watching last night, we we joked about when we talked about how it's like the Magic Johnson show, right? Or like too much, too much magic, magic, I think was your 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 dig on it. But I was watching last night in the finale and I was like, that it's all paying off. I mean, like maybe you don't need as much. And certainly like we've talked about a lot of these shows would have been movies, maybe, or like are just a little long in the tooth in the beginning before they get to like the end. This is not just a winning time thing. It's like the dropout had this issue. I feel like where it's like three episodes of setup before you even get to like the meat of the story. And maybe that's like the first 20 minutes of a movie. If it was a movie that said, I was like all the stuff they did with magic in the beginning, like really paid off. I think for his arc at the end, I like really loved where they left magic off. And I think uh, it really paid off to have like so much, like you were, I was invested in the character of magic Johnson beyond just him being magic Johnson, someone I'm supposed to be invested in. Like, I was like, I like really like am into this character. I think like the thing for me is like, I know we're eventually going to get to his diagnosis, which is like 11 years away. They're not going to, I don't know. I know they opened the season with that and I'll be curious to see what they do for season two. I read an interview with John C. Riley in New York magazine this weekend. And he was like, talked about and he's like i'm only in i'm only contracted for two seasons and he didn't want to like speculate if he would be back for like more than that and i'll be curious to see where they go with the show like there's no guarantee they could do a a season like a basketball season they could but then the next season is like so like this is spoiler alert for real life history spoiler alert the lakers (laughs) win spoiler alert when it happened in real life (laughs) the lakers win in 81 in the 81 i know we we need like the riley era right well they come back so that doesn't even start the thing is like so 81 80 or 80 81 season that's what we just saw so then 81 82 season uh or is that right what were these fine no this is going to be 80 81 
This is 8081, right? Yeah. So this next, this was 79. Oh, no, no, it was 70. Wait, it was 79, 80. Yeah. So this is yeah. the 80 finals. So the 81, 8081 season, scintillating stuff here. I'm really on top of this. I'm glad I like jotted this down. Uh, the 8081 season, Lakers lose and uh, Magic gets into a, a tiff with uh, Paul, Paul Westhead choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and gets him fired, basically, though it doesn't really get him fired. But like, then that's, and then they, they make uh, Jerry West and, Pat Riley, the coaches before Pat Riley takes over solo. And so you could do that as a season, but I feel like that's not a full season, especially because they don't go all the way. So do you pick back up? Like, I mean, you don't need to end every season with them winning. <laughs> no, but you don't need to do it. I guess I would say like, I guess I would say like, you don't need to do every Lakers season. So like, no, me- no I mean, you could like, it's I, I just it just depends on like what they want to do because it's obvious it like even though if this didn't like blow up when it premiered it was obviously going to get in, renewed right because they have a, a you know long-term plan in mind so I mean I don't know what they're going to do going forward actually but. I apologize for this choice the uh Westhead was fired this so 80 81 Westhead leads them off and they lose in the playoffs and then 81 82 they magic gets him fired basically. And Pat Riley takes over and then they actually win again in the finals. So that would be like, we also have to get to Pat Riley promising a three P. So do you come back? Like with do you, come, do you skip the 88, like you could skip the next season and come back for 81, 82, or do you just like take like start? I don't even know. They could go in a lot of different ways. I'll be curious to see what they do, but I don't think it's going to be like a 10 year show. No. Um, but like they, like I think they're definitely whenever it ends, they're gonna come back to his diagnosis. Like that's how it opens. I think so. I'm looking here, and it's like the thing that's wild is so they don't even play like this. The finale, not to make this all about winning time, Joyce, but since I just watched it, the finale ends with like the idea that Magic and Bird are gonna have to meet up, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the idea, and they don't actually meet in the finals until I think eighty three, eighty four. No, 84-85, I guess. 83-84, they ended up. 83-84, they play the Lakers. I mean, the Celtics. So that's like two years from now, three years from now in the show. I mean, you don't need to just constantly just having them face off on the court. So I guess not, but I felt like the show, this final episode was like setting it up. Maybe they just jump ahead to like halfway through the decade or something. I don't, I I mean, I don't, I don't think that you need to like just show them winning all the time. (laughs) I think it's, it's like, I think showing them losing and like all the, like, that's the whole point, right? Showing the behind the scenes machinations. Right. Like, I don't think it matters like when they win or lose. Like they just happen to have won this time, like first time out. Right. Yeah. The 84 finals. I don't know. We'll see. I, I was very into it, but I, I don't have it. There's a long way of saying I don't have an choice. I can't believe we just, we just went through the Wikipedia page. <laughs> and still made so many mistakes. I, I apologize. I was just like, I get confused with the NBA season. Cause it's a little bit like the Oscars where it's like 84 finals is for the 83 season. Stuff. Well, cause you have to refer to the year it, I mean, well, no, basketball is still different because it overlaps. But like for right. the Oscars, like Coda is not the best picture of 2022. The year is not over. It's the best picture of 2021. Right. It's the best picture of 21 at the 2022 Oscars. Yeah. But like casuals, they'll just be Googling 2022 Oscars because they don't think about this stuff. Right. If only I was a casual choice. Uh, what else here? Anything else? You, any, I mean, like there's a lot of shows. Like you said, your your beloved Loki, not in here. I don't have it in. I know, poor Loki. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't have it in. It's sad. Um, yeah, Pachinko, the morning show. Uh, it didn't get in last time, despite five acting nominations. I mm-hmm. don't think it's getting in this time either. I think it, Severance has all the Apple heat. It kind of does. Uh, and the then oh, oh, my, I, I also uh, have a soft spot for Tokyo Vice. That could get in. Don't have that getting in. <laughs> no, it, it's a long shot, but it was pretty well received. It just feels like an HBO has so many shows. I wonder if it's like got enough, you know, enough buzz to like keep all of them in the conversation, I guess. It's, I mean, I think, I think it's best shot is probably Michael Mann for directing. 
but it's a great show and it's fun. I wanted to get renewed. Um, so it, it, it's a, it's the best 1999 show. It, it's takes place in 1999. So a great, a great year choice as we mm-hmm. will talk about probably we, I think we have talked about 99 movies, haven't we? Or no, not yet. No. Next so, one, we bring that an back. iconic year in pop culture, really. When we bring that back, we can do it. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, the other one on here, we haven't seen it. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Is there a world where that ends up being such a juggernaut that it ends up uh, generating a lot of Emmy buzz? Mm, no. Mandalorian was represented <laughs> here, right? So I, I feel like it's probably a little too late. Yeah, it comes out. Well, it comes out the same time as Stranger Things, though. It's the same day. But Stranger Things is established. And, and it's the I full mean, I know, like, this is, it's like Star Wars, but it's like... You know, there's right. there's a lot of shows at this time. I I do want to see like once nominations come out to see like the ratio between like old shows, like how much they return to the old guard versus how well these like late spring shows do. Right. Maybe that will discourage people from just backloading their premieres at this time of the year because it doesn't help anyone. Like we can't catch up. Like we can't keep up with these shows. <laughs> it's, it's super unfortunate because I feel like there's a lot of shows that are just like kind of if yeah, and we all watch different things. So, yeah. If their reason that if their reason to exist or not exist, but like if their driving force was like get these Emmy nominations, they're gonna not. There's just there's too much. There's stuff getting lost because like, like we said, there's so many big shows coming back, like Stranger Things and stuff. I don't know. It's it's a yeah. So I wonder if like the earlier stuff, like from last summer and the fall and early winter will perform better because they have more time, even though they weren't huge hits, but they had more time to develop uh, a quiet following. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm just scrolling down the list, Joyce. We have like stuff, again, like that people are really enjoying, like uh, Outer Range, Josh Brolin and Amazon show. I mean, sure. Like the book of Boba Fett, Halo, the good doctor. These are all shows. Dexter. Uh, the, the doctor the, is still on. Yes. I know. <laughs> I mean, just like these are shows that exist, I guess. Uh, just a busy, busy thing. Let's do let's do some of the categories. Choice. So acting uh, actress, let's start with because it's first up here. Uh, Euphoria's Zendaya versus Ozark's Laura Linney. Joyce, who you got if they're right now at the top? Um, I still have Laura in first. <laughs> and then I thought that the change I made recently was I put in Mandy Moore. <laughs> I put in Mandy Moore, too. Way to go. Uh, I still have Jodie Comer in there. I yeah, I I unfortunately dropped Sandra. Very very sad to do that, but I, this, I had to drop someone. This feels like pretty static from our for our list. That it's uh, Laura Linney, Zendaya, uh, Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets, third in the odds. Definitely has a lot of uh, critical and film Twitter support, even though this is TV. I feel like she's got a lot of. Uh, I think a lot of people just want her to do well because they like her as a person, as do I, and they want to see her successful. And I think that was part of her critics choice win as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I could see her getting snubbed though. Like I could too, but the reason I don't have her getting snubbed is I just, am like, I don't know who else gets in here. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have her in not the Um, strongest category. Or the deepest category, let's say, because I have Jennifer Aniston and I have Jodie Comer, Mandy Moore. I mean, after that, it's like a lot of a lot of very talented actors, but nobody I think could get in over Melanie Linsky. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fair. Um, and Mandy is doing her best work, <laughs> probably. Mm-hmm. You could argue, um, as you know, Rebecca prepares to die. <laughs> Probably yep. in the finale. <laughs> sure. Going to get reunited, though, in like a heavenly spot with probably uh, with uh, Milo, I would guess. Mm, will the crockpot be there? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they're making crockpot dinner. That would be fun. That would be a, like a cheeky way to end it. No. Yeah. Uh, it's like, so, I mean, she didn't get in for season two and then she got nominated for season three. So they, they nominated her before is my mm-hmm. point. So it's not, she's not like a Justin Hartley, poor Justin who no. has not been nominated yet. So they could go back to her, but it, it's, yeah, I don't know how many people are still watching it. I feel like the fan base for this is us is really solid, but I don't know 
like how like the how wide that fanfare i actually think it might be pretty wide i feel like it's like a very popular show still i think it is but it's you know we've i I feel like they just like they're they like to just like name check sterling right and like chris sullivan (laughs) uh one person i want to bring up for you is uh simone ashley for bridgerton any any shot do you think I don't have any Bridgerton actors getting in. No, same. Yeah. But would she pop? Could you see that happening? Um, probably not. I don't, I don't think there was like a reggae John situation. There isn't, but I feel like of all the people, like she's had the most media attention for the season. And so like, I wonder if that helps. Mm. You're saying, yeah, no. I don't, I don't. Yeah. I don't you're saying know. Chris, you're a dummy. It's not going to yeah. help. I feel uh, like I've seen more things for Jonathan Bailey. So. <laughs> uh, let's go to Agner, our favorite, because this is just where we get to talk about Jeremy Strong and Brian Cox, the Kings. Still got them in one, two. I have Brian Cox winning. I do still. Uh, but I have them both getting nominated. I have Jeremy in first. Just incredible. Uh, again, not to go back to the soundtrack because that was such a hit, but uh, listening to the sound, the score uh, really makes you appreciate how awesome Succession is. It's the best. And yeah, we have to get and then Gus Patel his Emmy for the score this time. Absolutely. Uh, I have Lee, Lee, Lee Jung Jae in there as well, who has beat Brian and Jeremy all through the winter, it seems. So perhaps should be in first, but I, I have not gone there. I'm not, I'm not doing it yet. Um, yeah, no, I have like yeah, I I think most people have like the same top four, and then it's like Jason Bateman. <laughs> yeah, I have Jason Bateman in there for four, and then I have uh, Sterling K. Brown and Kevin Costner, no Bob Odenkirk. That's my six. I have Bob. I have to. I have to support Bob to make a return. Um, so I'm actually going to drop Kevin Costner right now, and I'm putting in John Z. Riley for winning time. Didn't you have him in there at some point? I did. And I'm just putting him back. Okay. Uh, um, I, yeah, I have Bob and I have Adam Scott. But I'm, uh, I'm like considering dropping Adam for Sterling because I feel weird predicting Mandy as my only This Is Us actor. So I have Sterling just because it's Sterling Brown, basically. That's it. I mean, really great. Yeah. He's won three Emmys. He's like mm-hmm. the Merrill of the Emmys. Yep. Um, he won for narrating last year. <laughs> and then I, I just put John C. Riley. And here's my take for John C. Riley. Uh, a, again, the visibility of the performance is pretty high, like not just because of the New York mag profile, but I feel like he's been like the focal point of the show and it's, uh, he's awesome in it. He's just so good. I think it's a great performance. Uh, he actually has a lot of drama in it. Great actor. I could see him getting in. Um, yeah. Sure. I, I, mean, I feel like it I- would have a better shot if, the show were bigger. Um, like I know it's being watched and that it gets ratings have gone up every week, but I, I don't think it's kind of like Pierce the zeitgeist um, in a way where you would like feel confident predicting him. I think it's getting better and better though. I think the, the buzz was well, yeah, like, I think, but like the ratings going up, it's like clear people are watching it. Right. And but so it's I think not that like helps. a huge hit. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's, it's a growing hit. Well, it's also over now, too. <laughs> Which I think helps. I guess the reason, I mean, Bob Odenkirk snubbed here previously. Don't have him in. Would love to see him get in. But that's basically it. I'm just like, they're not going to nominate him for whatever reason. That's my thinking. They're not, like, if he gets in, I don't think he's winning. <laughs> no. Like, Better Call Saul doesn't win anything. <laughs> so, but I, I want him to get back in. And um, I'm, at, I'm behind the season. I'm only seeing the first two episodes. But I know what happened in the third. So sad. Um yeah, I mean, they have one more shot with him next year because part two is released in July, so. And then Costner for Yellowstone, I wanted to put in, but I'm also like, I think the show is the, the, the star here and maybe Kelly Riley, but not as much Costner, even though he's like the face of the show. Yeah, I can see that. Um, like... Yeah, like the show is kind of, it's sort of like his baby, even though he didn't create it, obviously. It's like Taylor Chardon, but he's like so like associated with like ranch life. And right, cowboy. it feels like he's a cowboy. He's got yeah, like the same like, Elliot yeah, thing yeah, where it's like, he's a cowboy. cowboy now. Yeah, but I, it, it maybe it's like one of 
yeah, I do have Kelly Riley in and supporting, um, like very much a scene stealing role. And yeah, I think like Kevin just kind of holds down the fort. Well, as the lead, like very reliable. Is that a rancher reference? I feel like they hold down the fort choice. Is is that is like a fort, a, a cowboy term? I don't even know. Don't know. No, probably sure. not. But like, may, I, yeah, maybe it's like one of the shows where like the supporting characters are more prominent than like the lead or just their their characterizations are like more interesting than the lead not that he's like bad but he's just you know he's he's there holding down the fort exactly yeah i think i think that's fair so i took him out for john c riley who's got a big 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 part i feel like the thing i like about the riley performance is that he is uh very humorous because he's so good at the comedy but i think he really gets that he talked about this in the interview, but like Adam McKay and him and Will Ferrell, they all love going and looking at like the over the top masculinity of like 70s, 80s men. Right. And like men in power. That's like the whole spoof of Anchorman. And I think he does that here really well. With uh, some good shape, like I love the nuance of the performance. I actually think it's like even though it's like big and flamboyant with the hair and stuff, he does do a lot of like interesting things. And in the character, they, the way he's written and the way John plays him kind of zigs when you think he's going to zag a little and they don't like actually let him off the hook. Like there, I think there's a world where the show where it's like, he's, he means well, he just doesn't really get it. Right. And I think the show, like kind of avoid, like he's, it's not like the most flattering portrayal of, of Dr. Jerry boss, I would say. No. Um, and he had, he had a lot of good stuff at the end of the season with his mom. Yes. To, yeah. Sally field. So I'll, I'll put him in. Yeah. Uh, supporting actress choice. I have, I have Julia, Julia Garner and for Ozar winning. Uh, and for, uh, apologies to our beloved Sarah Snook, who I have in second. At the moment. I mean, I think Julia is winning too, but I have Sarah in first because I have the supporter. <laughs> and I have uh, Young Ho Yun for Squid Game, Jay Smith Cameron for Succession. I do have Rhea Seorn still in for Better Call Saul. I'm going, going there. Uh, I, I still have Rhea too. Um, I don't know if I'll have her on July 12th, but again, I have to support her for now. <laughs> so you and I both have Kelly Riley and that's funny because she's kind of like down on the lower end of our odds here, or at least on the list. Uh, I have Sydney Sweeney in for Euphoria, who I interviewed, so you know it's good. So that, so yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it's a legitimately awesome. She's so awesome on the show. It's such a great performance and I really do hope. She can it, win like, you know, they should create a category for best meme. Well, it's not just the memes. She's so histrionic, I feel like, and like really, really gets that character so well. I just think that she actually could get in because it is such a, a big performance. She's doing so much. It's like a, a scene stealing performance and she had the best memes. So that helps you keep the visibility up, I feel like. Uh, Kelly Riley and then I have Christina Ricci for Yellow Jackets back in the proper category. I have Christina into i i love that she was just like no showtime i'm, I'm going supporting <laughs> good for her it's a definitely supporting performance yeah i mean it's sometimes i i felt like the younger actresses were more lead than the adults well it is definitely i think that's true because i think so yeah. much of it is the younger actresses but i mean christine is definitely supporting i think yeah because she comes in like Misty comes in as an adult like later too. And it's just a support. Yeah. It feels like a supporting performance to me because she's coming in so hot. She's like throw it's like a she's like a reliever, basically. She's coming in throwing like 95 miles an hour and just burning it up. And then just like they, they, have, they have to call her for everything. Like she's she's kind of like separated from the rest of them, you know? Yep. Yeah. Um yeah, I have her in. Um I think we have, oh no, I have a Kim Ji Rung for Squid Game. So that's, I have double Squid Game. Yeah, you don't have Sydney Sweeney, I guess. No, I do not have Sydney Sweeney. Um, to your detriment, she's awesome. You should think about putting her in, but it's okay. You're you're just in the tank for euphoria. I really am. It's so good. It's one of my favorite shows. I say this about all the shows, but they're all really good. There's a lot of I'm good I'm only shows. in the tank for succession. That that's. I'm in the tank for succession, euphoria, winning time. Uh, and then I support like Better Call Saul just because I wanted to win. I wanted to be called an Emmy winning show before it ends. And I'm I'm in the tank for all my limited faves like uh, Super Pumped and We Crashed. Um, yeah, I dropped uh, Yoo Jung Yoon for Christina just because, yeah, like I said, I, I feel like 
there's not a lot of hype for Pachinko, even though it's great. Right. And she's great on it. So some interesting names here that are on down the list. Sally Field for winning time. We actually talked about it seems insane, but I'm also like, maybe she's really got a lot to do in the last episode and second to last episode, at least. So yeah, she gets to die. So, and it's like a pretty emotional episode. I, I don't think it'll happen, but I'm like, it is Sally Field. So I don't want to like just completely write her off. I think it was another actor in that same part, even though it's a good performance. Like if it was somebody named like Sally Mealed, let's say, uh, I don't know, but I don't <laughs> think she would have gotten in. I think, so I think it is a lot of name recognition on that, but I could see it happening if the show is embraced at least. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's the only time they can honor her for this performance right. or in, in this category, at least if I guess they could bring her back as a guest or something. Yeah. Um, flashbacks. Uh, the other one I want Millie Bobby Brown for, for stranger things. I don't have in, it depends. I don't know what the season's going to be like for, for 11. Yeah. I don't have any stranger things actors either. So that's my problem too. Cause I don't have David Harbour in. Right. Yeah. I guess it depends. We don't know what the show is. I mean, the way the last season. Well, yeah, ended, I heard it was good. Well, I've heard it was good, but <laughs> the way the last season ended, uh, Millie Bobby Brown is away. It's separated from the main group. And then like David Harbour's in a Russian prison camp. Uh, Chief Sheriff Hopper. So who knows? They could be not in it, you know, and it's split the season split into two halves. So maybe like, it's possible that the early episodes here will not be as heavily focused on 11 or David Harbor. I don't know. I mean, she also hasn't been nominated in a while anyway. So right. Um, How about Sophia DiMartino for local choice, make the case, yeah. even though it's not going to happen. She's so good though. I mean, the, the acting nominations for Loki, I would want are Richard E. Grant or like the most probable, like Richard E. Grant and guest, <laughs> which I think could happen. <laughs> yeah so it's just it's it's too tough break in drama it's a, just too crowded and then supporting actor joyce in drama uh just all our succession buds i i still have all four guys i have all four <laughs> guys in two. <laughs> and then i have uh i have john turturro for severance i think he's gonna get in i feel like that's a uh I think that's a showy performance and mm-hmm. a beloved actor. And I think if the show hits, he'll be the one that hits even more than Adam Scott, honestly. Yeah. Like I, the more I've thought about it, even though the only severance acting nomination I have right now is Adam. Like I've thought about dropping Adam for Sterling and then putting in John Turturro. So, I think like, yeah, the finale is a great performance from him. The, the, good episode like overall we've talked about but just everything he does in that and i i think we've talked about like how it feels like he's he's like carrying the load of like that relationship between him and christopher Walken, yeah. um who's also in this category but i will not be predicting him i don't think no i have the four succession guys i have deturo i have uh billy crudup for morning show mm-hmm. and then i have uh two better call solves giancarlo esposito and jonathan banks um, so you don't have any Squid Game. I have Oh Young Su for no. Squid Game. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I still have my Better Call Saul guys. Um, only feel good about Giancarlo since they just love nominating him for anything <laughs> these days. <laughs> um, and they dropped Jonathan Banks last time. But again, I have to support them for now. <laughs> I had Eric Dean in there for a while. And again, another did. person I interviewed for Euphoria. Uh, I love his performance on Euphoria. I just am not sure it's going to be sticky enough when compared to like the better call Saul guys and the succession guys. And you have all these different major shows plus squid game. I don't know. So I don't, I don't have them in. Yeah, this could, I think this could be a category dominated by like two shows very so. easily. Um, yeah. And like, and by that, I mean, I mean, succession and squid game. Like not so <laughs> let's talk succession here. So we both have Kieran winning. I'd imagine. Um, I do have Karen winning. Yes. So uh, Matthew McFadden second in our odds won at the Baptist this weekend. Is that right, Joyce? I sent you that tweet. Yes. Yes. But you, you did not watch his speech or his non-speech. I, I didn't watch his non-speech. No, it was Jesse Armstrong. Yes. Speech. Yes. So 
do you think he can win? We've talked about this as like, he's he's probably, it's the best performance on the show. I would say no offense to Kieran. Uh, just Matthew McFadden, and this was like his season, I would say. Tom like dominated the season, had like the best dramatic stuff, really great finale. Uh, can he win, basically? Yes. Do you um, think he will win? And I actually, I, I, I had him winning for a while, or like in my mind, I had him winning <laughs> until um, like Kieran's incredible speech, A Critic's Choice. It was really um, great. And I mean, like, it was like obvious Kieran was winning that at Critics Choice, but mm-hmm. I I think I've made this analogy here, like on one of these episodes. But Kieran feels like the Gene Smart to Matthew McFadden's Julianne Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Because like uh for, for Mayor of Easttown, because right. like Kieran and Gene play like the more broad appealing characters where like casuals can like latch onto them. They have like funnier moments, like one-liners, zingers and everything. And uh, Julianne and Matthew, they have maybe more dramatic material that pays off at the end throughout the season. So you really have to pay attention, especially in the finale for both of them. Right. Yeah. Um, And I've always felt like, like I never predicted Matthew to get in at SAG in, in their one category for drama actor, but I always predicted Kieran just because SAG is very mainstream right. and broad and basic. And like he got in with Jeremy and Brian, you know? Um, and, you know, he had the dick pic episode. Yeah. Great episode. Dick, dick, yeah. I mean, I love Kieran and I'll be very happy with Kieran winning. Um, but, and I've always felt like, Matthew's performance like even back in like season two like in which he was also great like I've always felt like his performance is the type that only the Emmys would recognize and he'll maybe have a tougher time like breaking through at other places or like in in terms of wins um um because like like his co-stars have like flashier performances and stuff but I think like the actors or like the acting branch could really appreciate his performance. I, I tell you what, you've convinced me just talking about it. I just moved into first. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> because of my Gene Smart analogy. Yes, I think you're right. I think he's going to win. I do think he's going to win. If you just look at the season uh, beyond like everything else, the, his performance is like the standout performance and had so many moments that I think people like, like when he's like afraid to go to jail, <laughs> like prison. And like hearing guy. <laughs> it's amazing in the, in the show. Absolutely incredible performance and actually does a lot of nuanced stuff. I think this season, cause I thought it was a great, uh, uh, Roman season as well, mm-hmm. but I do think it it's broadly, hard. it's broadly comic more so than, than Tom. And I think that maybe is going to be a demerit on his like a potential win for some people like, well, it's just funny. And he's also, I think his public, like you mentioned his speech at the critics choice Awards. there's, at least a non-zero chance that people are like his, he's not that much different from Roman, right? Like he's not like exactly well, like I mean, people have always said that about all of them. And at the same time though, Tom, like Matthew McFadden is not like Tom. I don't think he's a different, at least he's, he's British. So you at least have that. aspect of it. <laughs> well, he has an accent. He has an accent. Same with Sarah Snook really. Right. Like they're a little different than their, their characters. Whereas Jeremy, I think is seen as like very much the Kendall of it all. And, uh, and he's, he's very intense. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, they could just vote split and Billy can win again. <laughs> I could see that happening. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, do you think like Billy will be the one benefiting again? Are they just going to go back to the morning show? I don't think they will only because I feel like the buzz on the morning show is like very, very quiet. It, yeah, but it is very actor friendly. A lot of speeches and yelling and scenery. And he had a good season, Billy, mm-hmm. like for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not going to do it. I'm not switching him in. Uh, but uh, anything else Joyce, on the, in the drama categories here? Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm just like scrolling down the rest of this. Yeah. Chris Sullivan. We're probably underestimating him because he's, I wouldn't be surprised if we are, but 
we've, not we've never predicted a nomination for him for his past two. So. Yep. Not putting him in. I know. Um, Adrian Bodie, who I love on Winning Time. He's really good. And again, another actor on the show who you, in the beginning, you're like, why is Adrian Brody on this? And then by the end, it's like, he's I awesome. I thought it was good casting for Pat Riley. It was great. It's great casting for Pat Riley. And I love, again, you watch, you know, the show is just showing the rise of the Lakers dynasty and specifically like, obviously Pat Riley plays such a huge factor in that and watching him go from like a meek, like loser into like, by the end of the season, just being Pat Riley is really, it's a very impressive transformation. I think honestly, and he's overpowering uh, Siegel's uh, Paul Westhead in the finale. I feel like. I, I just lo- love their relationship and their bromance, like that like shower scene. It's it's really great. I gotta say, like I was like watching the show. One of the things I really liked about it is, I mean, Adrian Brody is not someone who is lacking a work, right? We've seen him in so many things, including Succession, where he was awesome guest actor, FYC, uh, for that performance for Josh Aronson, but. Siegel, I have not seen a lot of things lately, right? Like there was a time where he was in everything and he was so popular. Well, yeah, they were making movies and Muppets. Yeah. Yes. But now I'm like, he hasn't really done a lot in a long time or at least brought like- Yeah, that are, he, he had that show on AMC a couple of years ago with Sally Field that he right? created. Yeah. And he had a movie on Netflix recently, but it's nothing that's like been like a mate. It's not like a Muppets level or whatever, you know, forgetting Sarah Marshall type, like big deal. This was like a big deal, this show. And like, he's, it's great. I just like Jason Segel. I think he's so fun. He's like a good actor. It's fun watching him uh, play Paul West. I just yeah, think it's like I always movie. like liked him on Freaks and Geeks and How I Met Your Mother. So, and he's, he's, he's good at drama. A lot of comedians, breaking news, a lot of comedians are good at drama. <laughs> <laughs> what a guest. I know. Who, who could have guessed? I know. Uh, Joyce, anything else here before we, before, before um, we wrap up? Any Marvel? I want to talk a little bit about Doctor Strange again? We could spoil it again. Oh yeah, it's out. Yeah, so we could talk about the spoilers. Sure. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, it's out. It's everyone has seen it. So everyone has seen it. it. Uh, they do a multiverse of madness, as, as the title suggests, and they you see a lot of uh, a lot of uh, interesting return characters. Patrick Stewart is Doctor uh, Professor X. Doctor X, I must call them uh, Professor X. John Krasinski as Reed Richards. The ultimate fan casting. And uh, Lashana Lynch plays Captain Marvel. This in the Earth, I think it's 838 uh, is the is this is the grouping. This is a, a different universe. And Hallie Atwell as Captain Carter. All of them get brutally murdered. Uh, it's a great sequence. And that was Anthony the- Mount as Black Bolt. Shout oh, yeah. out to Inhumans. <laughs> yes. Uh, totally fine. I, I enjoyed those. Yeah, it was fine. The movie's good. I saw it again after actually the second. I I saw it again. I really enjoy it. I think it's like good. It's like legitimately a good movie. Um, Yeah. And then the mid credits with uh, Charlize Theron's introduction. Right. That's clear. The best part of that was um, at my screening after she showed up there, uh, everyone pulled out their phones and started Googling, like, who is she playing? It's definitely like the perfect, yeah. uh, the perfect uh, idea, uh, the perfect Marvel cameo. You're like, why is this major star in this movie? And like, who is she playing? Because it, it's like, it's you know, a, a pretty, it's it's not a mainstream character. I mean, it is honestly a lot like the Harry Styles reveal in Eternals. Yeah, Eros. Yeah. <laughs> which again is another thing where it's like, are they ever going to pay this stuff off? They don't actually have to. They could just keep like littering these things in and like, yeah, maybe, and like they can do whatever they want because they it's the multiverse now. So right. They can come back to it whenever. True. Uh, that's what I liked about the movie, actually, while you needed to have like an intense knowledge of all the Marvel stuff, because like imagine watching Doctor Strange without having watched WandaVision. You'd be like, who are these boys? What is going on? I mean, you can figure out that it, it's her kids. <laughs> you can figure it out. But I mean, I do think you needed to watch the show to have like a little bit of like awareness of what was going on. I think uh, if you watch the show, you just have, you understand her motivations more, but I think you can totally just have someone give you a, a quick download of. Yeah. Well, you'd have to know it. Like, that's what I mean. You couldn't just have, you'd have to have somebody like be like, here's what happened on WandaVision. I think. Well, yeah, but I don't know why you would, if if you have not seen any Marvel movie or show, I don't know why you would go. You've been in a coma Joyce for three years and you just woke up and we're like, the first thing I got to do is see Dr. Strange. I uh, mean, I would. But like, that's also on me for being in a coma for three years. So I'm not going to blame anyone for being lost. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, I don't know why people like 
if if they don't follow this stuff, I don't know why you get angry. It's true. If you can't keep track of what's going on. Uh, totally. So I, I enjoy the movie. I'll be curious to see how what they do with. I guess the one thing I'm curious about with this next, this latest iteration of Marvel is feel like they're setting up the multiverse, but it doesn't feel like it's building towards anything like collective. Yeah. There's no, there's no end game. There's no thing. Yeah. I think, well, that was always the thing right after end game. Cause it was like, um, it like that chapter is over. So now it's phase four and like the, the old guard is except for Thor really is gone. Um, and I think, you know, they obviously originally planned on having Black Panther be one of, you know, the people uh, filling those, uh, like, the, the elder statesman roles. I think as uh, Doctor Strange is another, but that's had to change. And then they launched these shows, and which are great for some of their supporting characters, right? Um and it's had an impact on the universe at large, some of them. But yeah, I don't I don't know where they're heading. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was like talk that it was going to be like Kang the Conqueror, right? Like that he's like the next Thanos, but they haven't really done anything with him beyond Loki. Well, Kang is going to be an Ant-Man. Right. Um, and so that means he could show up conceivably as like a post-credits character in Thor or Black Panther 2, I guess, before Ant-Man, right? Because those come out next. Yeah. Um, and then Ant-Man is February. So Thor is July. I think Ant-Man, I mean, Black Panther is November. And then and then Ant-Man uh, is uh, Ant-Man and Cap- the Marvels, the Cap- the Marvel sequel swap dates. So right. Ant-Man is February. So, yeah. And then we still have there more shows. <laughs> So next up like is Miss Marvel. This morning, I remembered She-Hulk. Miss <laughs> Marvel is first, and then I think She-Hulk is next. Though they didn't announce that yet. Yeah, there's no there's no date for that. So, so I don't know. And then like they're doing Loki season two. That's why it's a drama. That I'm excited for. I love Loki. Yes. Maybe season two will get some Emmy love choice. It should just it should win. So we should have Nick win score and Natalie Holt can win main title theme for Loki. Love that. There you go. We did it. <laughs> all right, Joyce, this is fun. Uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.